Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we are in season two. I can't believe it. I know. It's been a full year since we started. 52 episodes. That was the goal. And because of all of the high ratings and feedback that we've gotten, we're going straight into season two. We are. Why not? Why not? Last episode, so our last episode of season one, in case you missed it, Jill did a little tease about what kind of format we might have. And there are two exciting things that we're going to do in season two. One is show dedication. So Jill, do we have a show dedication today? We do. This dedication today is going out to Heather in Colorado. Heather! Whoop whoop! And why? Because she is the inspiration behind our Dear Doula format. I love it. Yes, she did. She said the information that you're providing is so helpful. Everybody needs to know this kind of information. Mm -hmm. She said you need to be a, a doula, a divorce doula. I love it. And while most divorce doulas are certified... We want to make it very clear to our listening audience, we are not. No. We are also not experts in relationships. Nope. These are our lived experiences and or what we have witnessed with our family and friends. Yes. By no means are we claiming to be an expert in anything. Exactly. This is free, unsolicited advice. We're just simply taking all of the questions that we have been asked along the way, answering them, and hopefully in a useful format. Yeah, easy. Great. So that's the Dear Doula. The format will be, we'll throw some questions out that we've received. Sometimes we're going to tell you who they're coming from, especially if they're our fan favorites. And we'll answer the questions, again, from our perspective. Yeah, easy peasy. Great. So should we just go ahead and answer our first question? Yeah, we need to get the show on the road. Let's do it. All right. Well, one of our global listeners, all the way from Afghanistan. Awesome. Whoop, whoop. Is asking, dear doula, how can I best communicate my needs in a relationship? I love this question. Yeah, I think it's really five words. What are they? Very straightforward. This is what I need. Bingo. It is for me that clear, but it hasn't always been. I know that I, in marriage, post-marriage, pre-marriage, would shy away from having that conversation of putting it out there in real life, what I needed for fear of rejection, not being heard, not getting my needs met minimizing them because maybe they weren't so important if they weren't being met and I didn't want to vocalize them. But Jill, I think you're absolutely right. This is what I need and bring it forward. What is the need that you have to be met? Right. And I think that the payoff is so much more rewarding than any kind of apprehension that you have for not vocalizing what you need. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at the reaction from your perspective. You don't know how that person's going to react. So the payoff could be huge. It really could. 
when we stop answering the question from other people's thoughts or what we think they're thinking, woo, does that really open up the door for all possibilities? Yeah, that's that's not our job. Right. Our job is to keep track of what our needs are and to communicate those in a clear way. Mm-hmm. And when you get that off of your heart and get it out, it's like a cleansing. And you're going to receive so much more when you just surrender to that communication, get it out there. Mm-hmm. You are going to receive confidence. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel feel more safe and secure. You're going to feel some hope, remove worry and anxiety. And anything that might feel dark, you might see a glimmer of light. Like, I finally got this. I started talking about this elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I finally got it out there. Because it's an unknown. And so then when you make your needs known, I think that's when that light can shine. And you also will know how someone's going to respond to you. And that, I think, is what is mostly holding us back. And I have to say, if someone responds in any way that isn't supportive of meeting your needs, probably not your person. Right. And, and move, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to compromise on? But if you have needs, you should voice them. You should ask if they can be met. And if they can't, then you really need to consider if this is the person for you. Yeah. Whenever you have that nagging inside voice that keeps reverberating and coming back around, You have to answer it. Mm -hmm. And it takes some courage, but it is not the end of the world. That's right. Regardless of the outcome, you were supposed to get that out of you. Because the more you keep stuff buried inside, the more it eats you up. Right. I think the other component of this and putting out what your needs are is that people need people. And so if you're not able to say to the people in front of you, these are the needs that I have, these are the wants that I have, I have these desires, then again, you're not leaning on people for the support that you need in life. And you have to in a relationship if you want the relationship to move forward, to progress, to be maintained. Yeah, because it is... You're not in a relationship by yourself. Right. So it's a give and a take. Mm -hmm. And the communication allows you to understand what do I need to give Mm -hmm. and what can I receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love it, the concept of surrendering to receive. And I think that if that is applied, then you can receive just about all that you need and all that you want. Absolutely. Great. Well, until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at 2 Gen Xers and a Mic. That is the number 2... G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.